Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. We wanted to hop on quickly for a funeral recap of Queen Elizabeth's funeral. I know we were watching, you guys were all watching, the world was watching, all eyes were on the funeral today. And <sighs> Rachel, how are you doing? What is your reaction? Take Let's a breath, right? I know. Out. I'm so happy to be with you right now. I think that just reflecting on how much of the world has been watching, right? Because even just for the last 10 days, we the royals have been in the spotlight on this ginormous, magnificent level that just doesn't happen in our day-to-day. And yet here we are always covering it week to week. I feel like I'm a little bit stuck in like a a loop and this funeral might be kind of the end of that where my entire feed is just people in black morning attire, the royals, you know, looking somber. And so it was really nice actually to kind of disconnect this past weekend. I was I had a trip that was planned far in advance. And so it was obviously kind of a weird time and a really busy time for us, which we can talk about. But I just, I feel like I've been so sad lately and it all culminated in this big event this morning. But you and I both were so busy this morning too. So you had an appearance I was so I was on HLN. I was joining. I joined their group coverage of the funeral. But I but like you, I was up at four. You were reporting and live blogging. I was live blogging. First thing, first time I've ever done that, which was actually it was really cool, honestly, because everything I pitched, I got to write, and it was for MSNBC. And I um, there was a lot of freedom, and it was kind of cool to talk about it with the editors and stuff there. Um, But yeah, and then you know, our own Instagram, Royally Obsessed Handle, keeping up with that. So many DMs from listeners. I think that just hearing from you all, the last 10 days, I've really felt the community of this podcast. And it means so much to both Roberta and I. And I think it honestly, on so many levels, today is an ending, but I also have never felt more ready to go and cover what's to come because we're getting to witness this big transition. Actually, Roberta, one thing I was thinking this weekend, which maybe I'm giving ourselves too much. um, I'm I'm giving ourselves like a lot of credit here, but I always think about how we play a lot of clips from history, like news. We love looking at radio broadcasts and what the people were saying at the time. And what if like 50 years from now, I don't know, when George is ascending the throne or, or maybe William, whoever, um, depending on timing, they live, they have good genes. Um, they go back to royally obsessed and they drop and they're yeah. playing stuff that we talked about. And I think knowing our place in history has been really meaningful. That's I know. Every, again, a lot of weight. <laughs> no, I know. I totally feel that though. Like every photo I saw, it was like, this is one for the textbooks. This is one for the yes. history books. This conversation is going to be talked about in years and years and years. Like it just, it feels like I, I can feel the weight of history and it, it's heavy. It's really heavy. But let's let's talk about what happened today and what some of the standout moments were. Yeah, Westminster to Windsor. It was quite a day. I get well, I guess we could talk about starting last night because there was a new yes. portrait released oh. of the Queen, which was such a surprise. And you know, her last this is, you know, the last photo that we will all see of her really. And it was, I think in a lot of ways, what how she would want to be remembered. There was no crown. There was a lot of talk of that. Um, and that joy and emotion on her face was just so wonderful. And it was from the Jubilee photo shoot, right? It was from that series of images where we saw exactly. a couple. Yeah, um, taken in May uh, at Windsor Castle. So it, But it was a different outfit than the ones we had seen for okay. the Jubilee, which I, I liked that she had a few different outfits in mind. And 
And then last night, too, there was a rainbow above Westminster Abbey. What which, is with the weather, Roberta? I mean, I keep thinking someone called, like, it's just unbelievable that I get you would really get this many rainbows. About the rainbows. I feel like it's such a sign. It's such a sign. I have to stop myself heaven. from buying all of Amelia Noy's art with the rainbows. Like, yes. she just keeps capturing it so beautifully. And and I, I feel like, I'm like, no, 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 calm down, Rachel. Like, <laughs> my emotions are getting the best of my, my pocket. Spend book. all the money. It's like yes. retail therapy for sure. Um, what about the fashion though? Today, I guess it's it's of course not about that, and it's it's all subdued and somber and black and lots of hats. I love the hats. Hats are exquisite, in my opinion, and the little veils. I thought Charlotte yeah. looked absolutely. I mean, let's talk adorable. about Charlotte. My gosh, and just the gravity. I think you know now I'm taking us on a tangent, but the gravity of hearing mm. the news last night that Charlotte and George would be participating really stunned me, and I also think. That was my reaction last night. But then when I watched today, I actually think that that just added to the humanness, the humanity of the whole day. Like, I actually can't imagine now them not being there because it was so significant and emotional to see them. And their emotions aren't as withheld or maybe they're not as aware of optics yet. And so it feels like raw emotion. Although I was questioning whether she was actually – there's a lot of stories about her sobbing and rubbing her eyes. But I – yeah, but I think there was moments where just the sun shone in her face really brightly. But she did have such cute moments with George, like when they were whispering and she told him to bow his head yes. as the Queen's coffin went by and she did a little curtsy. And then someone, our, one of our listeners pointed out that she looked like a little Madeline. And I thought that was Oh, that's so such a good point. Cute. That's exactly like a what Madeline. it is. Yeah. And I wanted to point out royal first for her because we haven't seen her wear a hat before we haven't seen her wear any jewelry before and she had her first little brooch on that was a horseshoe so that was really sweet as a nod to the queen's love of horses yeah i also just really liked i think my relief came with all the conversation about them joining seeing that they weren't actually sandwiched between kate and william and harry and megan they were in between in the same line as their parents and to me that was kate and william protecting them It was a very short processional that they actually participated in. They were in the car the rest of the time. This was a very measured choice that was made, and it was not the same as what happened to Harry and William in 1997, which was, in hindsight, likely not great. I I verbally let out a thank God when I saw Kate and William flanking them and holding their hands. It was like, okay – They're like, they have their parents. Kate was constantly checking in on both of them, rubbing their, you know, George's knee during the service. We saw Fergie right behind them, which I thought was pretty big. I I mean, that's, she hasn't been to a lot of official royal events. So that was absolutely the shot also at Windsor of Charles Spencer in the crowd. That took me, I was like taken aback by that. Yeah. He posted last night what he was going to wear, which was some, oh, I didn't see that. Cufflinks. Yeah. Special, um, the Queen's insignia cufflinks, which I that was really um well you think about the history of the moment but the history in that room too and just through all these events I know that Diana's funeral was at Westminster and this is a picture of him at Windsor but but just all that has gone on in throughout the Queen's reign from Diana to the Sussexes to every to Andrew these little moments throughout (laughs) that have a lot of potential drama attached to them and I mean, not potential, actual drama. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, I feel like all eyes are on the brothers and how William and Harry would have interacted with each other. And obviously, given this is so rehearsed and planned out, there's not a lot of room for any kind of um, 
I don't know, any kind of conversation or even gestures, but there were some pictures of them talking, both talking with the Earl of Snowden. And it seems like they were speaking to each other and they were having a conversation. And then when they filed into Windsor, uh, William realized that Harry and Meghan would have to sit in before them. And so he kind of let them pass and it was all very cordial. And I just want to hope that they, after this, they get to go and have some kind of reception privately as a family and that there is some level of forgiveness or something. I don't know. I know that's, we always say conversations that are beginning at least. Is this a jumping off point? Because if anything brings people together, it's grief and kind of reminds them of what matters and what's important. I totally agree that moment where William kind of stepped aside at the pew and let them go by. I liked that Harry was next to Charlotte. Of course, very formal occasion. It's not like they had a lot of moments, but I would imagine that was nice for Charlotte. And then yeah. to see Sophie riding in the car with Megan, I think a lot of people were confused why why wouldn't Kate and Megan ride in the car together? But it, that obviously made sense. I feel like as you know, next in line to the throne, she would obviously ride with the queen consort Camilla. But to have Sophie be so, I think is sort of a peacemaker in a lot of ways. She was holding Charlotte's hand for or putting her hand on her back for part of the service. She was very emotional. She was dabbing at her eyes a lot. I mean, Sophie, we saw a I think, lot of emotion. A too. lot of emotion. Charles crying in inside of St. George's Chapel really got me. I think St. George's Chapel is where I really got emotional. I was so flustered, I think, and we were keeping up with so much news like flying at us and until the procession into Windsor, then I like the the waterworks came on because it was so the music I think too was just incredible. Well, and I think the contrast, like the last time we were all there for a really big gathering was Prince Philip's funeral too. And the stark contrast with that, the differences that, you know, how pared down that was because of the pandemic. And now we're back with all the pomp and circumstance. I think that that was really emotional. Also, I think seeing Charles demonstrate emotion is a major plus for me about his reign because the queen famously never displayed that. And I think that having more humanity in the mix for the monarchy is a very good step in the right direction. I agree. I also think for Windsor, for me, like I I know you saw this too, like the, the procession through London, there was so many people, so many crowds, all these monuments. But then to go on these little country roads and feel like... It's okay, this is Roberta. so silly. It's okay. I'm here for you. I want to hug you through the screen. We should have done this in person. What were we thinking? (laughs) And yeah, I feel like we had both so much to do during it, but feel like the queen was really coming home, like (laughs) to where she really loved resting and spending her carefree time. I mean, I think uh, some of our listeners DM'd us. I'm going to talk while you, while you sniffle and cry. It's okay. (laughs) Um, It's okay. I was just going to say the corgi moment and then the horse bowing, like with his, I, I could not handle oh that. Gosh, that really got me to her. And the bagpiper, yeah. that was a direct mirror of Philip's funeral. And there yeah. were a lot of parallels there. For me, the moment that really got me was I, with Philip, we didn't get a visual of the coffin being lowered. And with this, we did. And I think for me, that final, final, final goodbye, we've had 10 days to say goodbye and people that have queued and done all that. David Beckham, maybe we need to talk about that later in another episode, <laughs> but I think that was the part where I got really emotional because the the gravity that we will not see the queen again. 
Yeah, I loved the um, the floral tributes as well. We got a good glimpse of those. I've like finally kind of been able to compose myself. It's okay. It's okay. As Rachel, well, can I give a little levity? Because this was the part yes. that I don't know if you felt stressed watching. This was what zapped me out of my emotional was feeling so concerned for the people that were a carrying the coffin and the pressure oh on them. Gosh. But the guy that tra- that removed the orb and scepter and imperial crown from the coffin, I was like, did you see how many? like eyeball confirmations he made that the person he was passing it to had it because what if that dropped like the world and then, is watching and then the guy putting it on the pillow had to make sure like i was like the orb's gonna roll right off like he really pushed that thing down and it still was like <laughs> I, was I was like so oh no stressed roberta that part i was just like you got this you got this everyone and was then, not but breathing <laughs> you know what was a little underwhelming was the breaking of the rod over the yes, cup and i was like I agree. okay it's already broken we just broke a magnetic thing in half like what i was yeah. like i thought i wanted to see someone use brute force strength <laughs> and break that thing over the coffin like come on no it was oh gosh it was it was all it was such a spectacle and i feel like so many you know commentators said this but that's what the uk and the royal oh. family does so well is such pomp and pageantry and it was it I think those are my really favorite incredible. visuals, actually, are weirdly of none of the royal family, but just the pulled back shots with the men in uniform and just the processional. Um, I actually feel like the moments that have gotten me over the week was seeing the family behind the coffin, especially that first moment. I think it was Wednesday where we saw Harry and William walking together Um also, the cousins arriving today. I don't know mm-hmm. why that made me way more emotional than the, you know, just seeing Zara and Beatrice, just thinking about all the levels of their relationship. But yeah, it it was it was it was history too. I feel like we talked about that, but you know, the first televised funeral and the first televised committal service because the king. Only King George VI procession was televised, so we didn't get to see inside Westminster Abbey. The first time the bells were ringing fully muffled. In Can we talk years, about this which, fun fact about the bells? <laughs> the because this was my bells. favorite detail that you wrote about today. <laughs> well, I feel like it's interesting that this, they actually do put these things on the bells. They're leather pads called mufflers, and they they never fully muffle the bells except for the death of a sovereign. So this hasn't happened in 70 years. And they have they partly muffle the bells during um, All Souls Day or Remembrance Sunday. This is the first time in 70 years they've rung out like this. And so it strikes a really somber, soft tone with the bells ringing like that. And they are ringing through London all afternoon. Um, first time we see the kids singing God Save the King. I feel like that was well, really... That moment, I was like, please, can we just hear God Save the Queen one final time? <laughs> like, yeah. I would love to hear that, but I know that that's not how protocol goes. I think, you know, seeing them all do that together. But that was my question is, you know, so where do we go from here? I think, you know, seeing the... Today was remarkably different to me, I guess. It wasn't the quiet um, streets. There was a lot of celebrating and cheering as the royals made their way by. And I think that today felt very much for me like a celebration of life as much as it did a goodbye. So it made me think about what's next for the monarchy. Yeah. And it it feels like, I, I don't know, I feel like I still am not ready to be out of mourning. Like I still need a little bit of time to kind of process all of this because of it has been such an, a, just a whirlwind. I'm so days. glad there's a gap between the coronation. We have time to 
just yeah, kind of reset, process, <laughs> reset. I think that everyone needs it. They just all must be so exhausted. I know that they exhausted. have reception, the private burial. We're recording this, by the way. What day is in it? The Monday. <laughs> Monday afternoon. What? I was going to say Tuesday. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, anyways, we just wanted to jump on. We are likely going to have a ton more reactions and commentary for our regular episode on Thursday. But we are thinking of you all. Please send us emails and DMs and your own reactions to today. Yeah, we'd love to hear them. And we will be back on Thursday, as Rachel said, with a full episode. And until then... God God save save the the pod. pod.